Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. This morning, uh, I am going to speak on the Word of the Lord, and uh, that's, that's, that's where we're headed. But before we get there, uh, I, I, want to, um, I want you to take a look at some street signs uh, that I've come across, and uh, I, I find that uh, uh, there, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of confusion uh, in our world, and, and I, these signs will certainly uh, help to illustrate that. So take a look at this one. It's obvious, a little bit of confusion there. What about this one? Oh, my goodness. How would you like to see that, especially if you're, dri- if you're driving in a country that's on, what about this one? Isn't that crazy? Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now what? Oh, here's one. <laughs> yeah, there, there are some uh, uh, confused uh, messages out there, uh, uh, to, to, say the, to say the least. You know, and, and right now, let, let's just bring it right home. Uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, we want to be respectful, but I often hear the question, do we wear a mask or, or not? And, and there's, there's certainly confusion over that. Um, I, I've heard people talk to me about COVID-19, and uh, some tell me it's not real. Some tell me it's a conspiracy theory. Uh, uh, some, some, uh, uh, I find that some people uh, are, are, are panicking. They're, they're over fear. So there's, there's a lot of mixed feelings out there. There's, there's, there's confusion. Uh, we are about to witness uh, something this coming week uh, with the uh, uh, presidential uh, election taking place uh, in the States. Uh, will it be Trump? Will it, will it be Biden? And depends on who you listen to. But there's confusion. There's confusion in that country and uh, something that all of us, I'm sure, are, are concerned. Uh, and then what about, the, what about the different news stations? Uh, we have uh, CNN uh, or is it Fox? Uh, uh, and, and, you know, you kind of depends on which one you listen to, and they're, they're all over the map. The point that I'm making, that there is confusion, confusion in our world. And uh, our world, from time to time, will give us words, words to kind of help us, you know, clear the, clear the air, clear the smoke. For example, here's some words that recently I've, I've noticed that um, are being used on a frequent basis to, to bring clarity uh, to, to a, a broadcast or to a message. Uh, for example, pivot. Have you heard the word pivot? Uh, I've heard pivot quite a bit lately. Uh, it's actually a word that comes from basketball, uh, and it's a word that uh, uh, means to, to turn around. Uh, another, these, this is two words uh, that I've heard uh, used frequently is drill down. In other words, get to bring, send home uh, the point. Um, another word that I've heard uh, is ratchet, to ratchet up something. And uh, for those that are mechanical, you know what a ratchet is, but there's also, it's, it's using a word to kind of turn things up. Here's another word. Here's another word that really, it's, it's crazy. It's the word uptick. It's, it's a new word for us. 
I, I had not heard that word uh, uh, until COVID and uh, COVID-19 came uptick. Uh, here's another word that um, I, I think addresses uh, some of the issues that are going on because there's a lack of this word, and it's a word called collegiality. And collegiality is just talking about me and how, how we're getting along and, and uh, being close together and connected. That's what our world has to do, and it gives us certain words. But I want you to know also that God gives us certain words. God gives us certain words to, to perhaps clarify, to identify. For example, sin. Familiar with that word? How about unforgiveness? How about repent? Love? Worship? So that's what I want to do today. I want to talk to you about the word of the Lord. This is what the Bible says about, um, and this is certain for sure, that heaven and earth will pass away, but not my word. Matthew 24 and uh, 35 uh, in the King James Version says this, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Here's an observation that, that I make, is that the Bible has been, and even though in our day it seems to be grossly neglected, it will, it will stand the test of time. Uh, let me reference this by saying Psalm 119, uh, verses 89 through 90. Your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations, you establish the earth and it endures. Your word, Lord, is eternal and it stands firm in the heavens. The word of God plays a critical role in all of mankind. And like I said just a few moments ago, even though there's confusion over it, the word of God will stand and will last throughout eternity. It's interesting to note the role that it's played. The uh, famous novelist from several centuries ago, he was a Scotsman. His name was Sir Walter Scott. And Sir Walter Scott, it's told this story. Uh, and he, he was known for writing books like uh, uh, Ivanhoe. He wrote about Napoleon. Uh, uh, and so he was well known during, during his time. And so it says this about Sir Walter Scott. This is in the years of 1771 to 1832, if you want to try to reference that. As the novelist, historian, and poet, Sir Walter Scott lay dying. He turned to his great friend and son-in-law, J.G. Lockhart, the man who was later to write his life story, and said, Will you read me from the book? Lockhart wondered, when Sir Walter Scott said, Read from the book, he says, Which of his many books that he meant? For he knew that his father-in-law was a great writer. So he asked, which book? Which book, replied Scott, there is but one book, bring me the Bible. In his last moments on earth, he was comforted and encouraged, not by his novels, but by the word of God. It was his last words that he would say about his most valuable possession. And just recently, and we were reminded of this uh, in our Alpha session this past week, about when the uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, was uh, a crown queen of England. It says this, that when the queen, and this is, comes right from her ceremony, 
that when the queen is again seated, the archbishop shall go to her chair, and the moderator of the General Assembly of the Church of Scotland, receiving the Bible from the Dean of Westminster, shall bring it to the queen and present it to her, the archbishop saying these words, Our gracious queen, to keep your majesty, get that, listen to that, to keep your majesty ever mindful of the law and of the gospel of God as the rule for the whole life and government of Christian princes, we present you with this book. It was the word of God. The most valuable thing that this world offers. And the moderator went on. He says, these are the living oracles of God. I like what it says in that ceremony. The most valuable thing that this world affords. Recently, uh, we've had some uh, good preaching and teaching on getting the word into us. We've been encouraged to read the word of God. We've been encouraged uh, uh, to, to share. Uh, the, the emphasis has been not only to get the word into us, but, but to, to share the word. Uh, right now, during this session, uh, downstairs, uh, there's a, uh, a group of people that are taking 40 days uh, in the word. It's one of the steps across the bridge, and the emphasis is upon uh, uh, the, the word of God. Rick Warren, he says this about the Bible. He says this about the, the written word. He says, it's not how many times you read the Bible, it's how much the Bible gets through you. So 40 days in the Word, it's, it's, of course, if you have not taken it, I recommend that you do take it. And if you have taken it, I would suggest that you take it again. Here was something interesting I came across, because there is a hunger for the Word of God. Um, version. Uh, just heard this just, just a few moments ago, uh, a, few, a few days ago, sorry, uh, and, and there, it was said that there are over 2 million subscriptions to Uversion, which is all about getting into the Word of God and, and, and devotions. So the question that we want to ask ourselves this morning, what, what is happening? What is God communicating by His Spirit? through his spirit and, and, and through the, the word. Here's what I believe. I believe that we are becoming people of the word. People of the word. Sounds good, does, doesn't it? Makes sense, especially in a, in a, a church that uh, believes in, in the Bible. But here's a tension point this morning that I want to introduce. There's a, there's a point that I, I really want to challenge you with. And I, I'm going to reference in the days of Samuel. Over in 1 Samuel 3 and 1. And these were the days, and uh, it was not, uh, uh, it was a, a low point in the history of Israel. And this is what it says in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. And then it says this. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. Quick observation. When the word is rare, there are not many visions. Proverbs 29 and 18, King James Version says this, where there is no vision, you get, get, the, you get the connection between the word and, and the vision, and it says, where there is no vision, 
the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. I like how it's put in the NIV. The NIV says the same scripture. It says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Wow, that is so important to us. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. I mean, they just go their own way. Confusion is introduced. So admittedly, there is confusion in our world. You, you would have to be sleeping under a rock if you didn't see that. And maybe, maybe the confusion is there because the, rare, the, the word of the Lord is rare. Maybe it's because the word of the Lord is rare. Or maybe here is the question. This is really what the question is about for us today. The question is this. How rare is the word of the Lord in your life? How, how rare is it when you are there in your day-to-day, -day, how often can you say, man, I've got the word of the Lord. I, I, I heard from the Lord. Paul said this to the Romans. Think about that for a few moments while we continue on a little bit. But what does it say as he's writing to the Romans? He says to them, the word is near you. He was referring to, he was talking about that, that living word. Not only just the, the written word, but the living word, the logos, the rhema. He says, the word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. So Paul says that the word is near you. It's even in your mouth. Paul's word to the Romans was this. It described a people that were full of the word. Um, and they were in communion with, with the Holy Spirit and, and the word. And bare minimum, Paul was identifying that these people that he was writing to were regularly in the word. They were regularly in there. They were having their time with God, and they, they were having their time of, of devotions. So, you want to know what my observation is? When it comes, it says, the word is nigh thee in thy mouth. What does that mean? Well, it talks about overflow. I observe this. Every one of you have a word. Every one of you got a word. I really do. I, man, I have no doubt about that. Okay. Uh, and, and, and so as, as Paul's word, uh, or Paul's uh, scripture and teaching to the Romans, it described about people having a word. My observation is everybody has a word. However, it may not be the word of the Lord. For some of you, you know what the word is? Sports. Hey, I mean, man, I'll tell you. I've been around, and what's the first thing that comes out of some of my friends' mouth? That's sports. Okay? I understand it's bad, but we're talking about the word of the Lord this morning. I, I've been around some that the, the word that's in their mouth was last night's supper. Hearing about the meal, what they did. Or the word that I heard from some is politics. Or or, or COVID 
19, because that's what's on their mind. That's, that, that's what's preoccupying. That's what they're filling their life with. Paul was talking about a group of people that were, they were in communion with God. They were, they were filled with God. In the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, you often read about the prophet of God. And let's, let's just kind of zero in. If we can use the word, we'll drill down on this one, okay? We're going to drill down on this word and, and, on, the, on the word of the Lord. And so in the Old, Old Testament, you often read about the prophet of God saying, and the word of the Lord came to me. You know, as you read it in the scripture, you, man, you hear the different ones, and you, man, you know when they said that, that was with authority. And they said, the word of, of the Lord uh, came to me. And it was, in the Old Testament, it was often an oral word. It was something that, that God's spirit would actually communicate to, to a prophet, to, to, to a leader uh, in, in Israel. For example, uh, going back to uh, Genesis uh, chapter 15 and uh, uh, verse uh, one, uh, picking uh, up on Abraham. Abraham was one that was known to have the word of the Lord. He says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, do not fear. Abram, I am a shield to you. Your reward shall be very great. There's, how about the example of Jonah? Once again, coming from the Old Testament, that, that oral word. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. And that was over in Jonah chapter 1. And we know what he did with the word of the Lord, right? He went the other direction. But then over in chapter 3, then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Man, I'm so glad that, that uh, the Lord doesn't just speak once. But I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit speaks to us and, and speaks to us again and again. And this time, we know that Jonah responded accordingly and correctly to the word of the Lord. There are many other examples in the Old Testament about people that heard the word of the Lord. There, there was, uh, we talked about Samuel, there's Jeremiah, uh, there's Ezekiel, Hosea, Joel, there's Micah, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah. In each one, if you look up these prophets of old, you will hear those words, and the word of the Lord came to me. Have you ever said, have you ever said this, you know, you, you read something like that, or, man, say, man, I wish I would get a word from the Lord. I mean, I wish I could say that God spoke to me so clearly, so that, man, I would, boy, I would really act on that. I think many of us have. And, and, and many of us say, man, yeah, I, 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 man, I'd love to be able to respond like that. Well, the good news for us is this, that in the New Testament, there still is that phrase, the word of the Lord. But it takes on a different meaning. It takes on a different uh, a nuance. It takes on uh, a different distinction and variation. And, and yes, it still refers uh, to, to the written word. Uh, and yet, it still is the word of the Lord. And here's an important clarification. And I just, just in case some of you may have doubts in your mind, uh, I, I want to go on record on behalf of what we believe here uh, in, uh, in, in this church uh, and, and what our conviction is that the Bible does not contain the word of the Lord. It is the word of the Lord. Get the difference right there? The Bible doesn't contain the word of the Lord. The Bible is the word of the Lord. Uh, 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says this. 
all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Did you hear that? Did you hear right at the very beginning? All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, uh, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Over in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 23 through 24. I'm talking about the word of the Lord this morning that's available to you today. I'm talking about a word that you don't have to go looking very far. You can find it this morning. Over in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 23 to 24, it says, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the, the flowers fall. But, there it is, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. The, the preachers of the New Testament, Paul and, and Peter and John and others that were writing, those of the writers of Hebrew, they were absolutely convicted. They were convinced and they preached that the word of the Lord was available to all. It was available to everyone. It wasn't just for the disciples. It just wasn't for an elite group, but it was for all of Christ's followers. Uh, as, as I was just referring to, both of these passages give an explicit statement that reveals that the word of the Lord and Scripture are the same. So sometimes you say, man, I wish I had the word of the Lord. Listen, you don't have to go any further than Scripture because when you read the New Testament, the understanding was that the Scripture, the written Scripture, was the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. So every time in the New Testament you see the word of the Lord, it refers to the authoritative and inspire words of God. And, and, and there you can find it in the book of Acts, and there's several passages there. You can find it in 1 Thessalonians, and you can find it in, in 2 Thessalonians as well. So the question, once again, I go back to, to the one that is, is a concern for all of us today, is have you ever wished you could hear the word of the Lord speak to you? And the answer today for you and I is then just open your Bible and read it. Because it is the word of God. That's why we've been having this emphasis. Get into the word. Have a time of devotions and find that place. It, it's, that's why we've been saying, you know, it's, it's very important not only that you get into the word of God, but you be able to, to, to share the word of God. One suggested this, that when you read the Bible... When you read the Bible, when you open the book, imagine that God or Christ is speaking to you. It is the very words of the Lord. Paul said this, For this reason we also constantly thank God that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of mere men, but as what it, it really is. It is the word of God, which also is at work in you who believe. As Peter and Paul and John and others, as they preached, they preached underneath the anointing. They preached with a conviction that what they were sharing was the inspired word 
of God. And I love what, they, they, uh, what Paul says here to the Thessalonians. For this reason, we also constantly thank God that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, that you accepted it, not as word of mere men, but what it really is, the word of God. Do your best, over in 2 Timothy 2.15, it says this about the word. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, who correctly handles the word of truth. There's a lot of instruction about the word of God. Oh, I like this next passage of scripture, and you'll find it up on the screen, found over in Hebrews chapter 4. And chapter 4 and, and, and verse 12, it says this. It says, For the word of the Lord is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Found over in Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is just more than just written, but it is a living word. The word of God is alive, and it is powerful, and it is sharp, and it's available to you today. It is a word that, that has been the intent of God, Holy Spirit, that that word would be in you on a daily basis. It's a word that, that not only uh, comes alive, but it gives uh, uh, direction, and uh, it, it goes deep. It is, is a word that is found that overflows, and it is nigh thee in your mouth. Oh, I love what it says there. Because when... The day of Calvary, some things really took place that they were significant. Calvary and, 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 and uh, Pentecost. Uh, and, and they are, those two events were, were uh, pivotal for, for, for you and I and for history. Because, because of Calvary, and if you remember, because of Calvary, uh, uh, it, it, it was made possible for all of us to come to Jesus where prior to, in the Old Testament, you had to go through a priest, and sometimes it was only once a year. But once Jesus died on the cross, he made it available so that you and I can come to him at any moment and, and time. And the same thing with the day of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost was, uh, was ushered in, the Holy Spirit was poured out. It was poured out upon all flesh. Uh, in, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would only come upon certain prophets and certain people at certain times. And so it was very, it was very restricted. But because of Calvary and because of, 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 of Pentecost, you and I have access today to salvation. We have access uh, to, to the Holy Spirit, which certainly dramatically uh, and cha it changes things. So we now individually can receive forgiveness of sin sins, and we can receive the Holy Spirit. And you and I, we can have access to the inspired word of God. In our day, we are more equipped to advance God's kingdom than any other generation before us because God has made it available to us 
for certainly the message of the good news message of Jesus Christ and salvation, and certainly because of the Holy Spirit that comes alive. That's what I love so much about the privilege that we have today to come to worship together. You, you sensed this morning as we were singing in worship what was happening. The Spirit was here and it was causing that worship to come alive. And that's what happens to you and I on a daily basis as you and I find ourselves in the Word of God. We find ourselves that because the Spirit and the word they work together and as you and I find that quiet place that we've been encouraged to do and we come and we read and we open up the word of God it's not just a written word it's a living word and God comes and, and by his spirit he causes that word to come alive and it's not something that's just oh I did, did my exercise and I've got that done for today no it's a word that God is raising that he's giving to his people and it's a word that today is is so available and it's our responsibility a responsibility today to, to enter in and, and take a hold of that word. Proverbs 25, verse 11 says this. A, a, a word uh, fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pitchers of, of silver. Uh, a word, a word that, that, that is shared uh, just at the right time and at the, moment, at the right moment, uh, uh, the proverb writer says, the, the writer says this, he says that, that a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and, and, and pitchers of, uh, of silver. Oh, you know, I believe this with all my heart this morning. I believe that the Holy Spirit is raising up a people that are not confused. They are not like the signs that we saw earlier in the message. Our God is raising up a people that, that, that have conviction. God is raising up a people that are people of the word. God is raising up a people that have a word from the Lord from when, when, they, when they come out of their, their, their time of devotions. And, and God is raising up a people that, that as they come out of their time of devotions, they know, God, you spoke to me today, and you gave me a word. It's a word of conviction. It's a word for, for me to share. It's a word that unlocks. And you know, sometimes when I'm in the morning, and I'm sure it's the same uh, with all of the other pastors here, that there are times that we're reading the Word of God and, and, and the Word of God comes to us and we're not exactly sure where it fits and where it happens, but throughout the day, something will happen, something will come to us and the Word of the Lord begins to resonate because God has spoken to us. I believe God is raising up a people with a word from the Lord. I believe that God is raising up a people who are truly praying, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is that all about? That's not, that wasn't just a lofty prayer. That was a prayer. It was saying, God, your will, your living word that's in heaven, Lord, you want it to happen here on earth. And that's why Jesus taught them to say, praying, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I believe that God, are you ready? We're getting down to the end. Okay, so hang in there with me. I believe that God is raising up a people who are, who are waking up in the morning, hallelujah, and they are determined 
to represent heaven here on earth with a mandate, a vision, a fresh word from the Lord. Man, the other morning I woke up and said, oh God, I just want to represent heaven today. I want to represent heaven to my neighbors. I want to represent heaven to those that I'm going to encounter today, some people I don't know. But today, when I step into my world and have an encounter, Lord, I want to be able to represent heaven. And God gives you the living word today so we can do that. God calls you and I to have that word from the Lord. So here's the thing. Our world, our, our, the thing is our confused wor world is, is looking for a clear word. They are looking for a clear direction. Yeah, there's confusion out there, but really they don't want to be confused. They don't want to be left uh, wondering. The, the, our world wants a clear word, and they are looking for direction, only this time. They're not looking to Abraham. They're not looking to Jeremiah or, or, or some other prophet. They, they are looking for someone that has an answer. They are looking for someone that has a word from the Lord. They are looking for someone like you and me that have come out of our place of prayer, that have come out of our devotion, convicted and understood that we have been hearing the words of Jesus, that we've been hearing the inspired word of God. I want to leave you and challenge you with this verse found over in Romans 10, uh, verses 14 through 15. Then we do have some homework for you. But this is what it says over in Romans 10, uh, 14 through 15. But how can they call on him? And this is why it's so important that today that the word of the Lord resonates in each and every one of you. How can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have not heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them with, without being sent? That is why the scripture says... How beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news, those that bring the word of the Lord. May it be said of all of us, may it be said of all of us today that the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord came to me, my friend, and I have good news for you today, a, a news that unlocks the door, the, the news that sets the, the captive free. Oh, folks, listen, I believe like the old preacher said, that you and I, we have the opportunity to go out there today with the word of the Lord, and I say it like this, don't give them hell, give them heaven. And as you do it, give them heaven, give them heaven, give them heaven. And that's the word that we have from the Lord today. And so there is some homework for you today. So take a look up at the screen, and, and we'll take a look at that right there. And so here's the word of the Lord for us. And once again, I want to, I'm encouraging you to read Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. And we talked about that two-edged sword. And I'm encouraging to, and this is in keeping with what Pastor Chad's been having us do, uh, to uh, read it once each day this week. Uh, number two, ask yourself what, what God's word is saying to you. Write it down. We're going to hear more about journaling. Three, share that thought with someone else. And then number four, express your faith and love by an act of grace and kindness. So read Hebrews 4 and 12 once each day this week. Uh, ask yourself, 
uh, what God's Word is saying to you? Because it is. It's speaking to you. Come on. Uh, share that thought with someone else. And number four, express your faith and love by an act of grace and kindness. Okay, good. You got that? Got to take pictures of that? All good? Okay, let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you today. I want to thank you for your word that's so sharp in life. Lord, I thank you, Father, today for the living word. I thank you that as Jesus, you are the word. And, but, Lord, I also thank you for the, the word of the Lord that you give to us. And I thank you that, Lord, you are speaking to your church, especially in this day. And, and in this day, you want your people to know that you have a, a word of the Lord for each one of them. And that you are speaking to them, not only just to, for their own situation, but, Lord, for other people as well. So, Lord, I pray today that out of this place, there will be a people that will leave church today, they will leave a, with a conviction that I have a word from the Lord, and they know where to find it, and they, as they turn to the word of God. So, Lord, thank you today for the word that you give to us that sets people free, that, that dispels confusion and helps people discover that Jesus Christ is the, the truth, the way, and the life. I give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, Lord, God, Lord bless you. Have a, have a great day, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you around. You know how to dismiss yourself. You're dismissed. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 